0: A lot to get to here is the official pod is on the road in Arizona at the NFL annual league meeting. So we had an opportunity to catch up with both Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. Different times, different days. So if you're watching on YouTube or NewYorkJets.com, I'm going to be wearing three different outfits. Remember... Subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening to us. Also, bang the like on YouTube. This is going to be a great show, great episode. Uh, a couple things. Top storyline for the Jets and the Packers remains a potential trade between the two clubs that would bring future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers to New York. Jets Brass, of course, visited with Rodgers earlier in the offseason. He went on the Pat McAfee show on March 15th said his intentions are to play in 2023, and he wants to suit up for the green and white. Joe Douglas, he's very encouraged by the conversations he's had with the Packers. Meanwhile, Packers' GM Brian Kudenkis made it clear this week the Packers are searching for Premier picks in the deal but he said a first round pick is not a necessity let's set the table here the jets do have the 13th overall selection in april as well as two picks number 42 and number 43 in the second round potentially one of those or two of those could be on the move if the jets do trade for rogers but a lot to get to so let's start with robert Sala. Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet is a team sport bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here in Arizona with Jets head coach Robert Asala. You are looking refreshed. Yeah? Get a couple rounds of golf in. So what did you think about the league's presentation uh, last night? as we look ahead to 2023 and beyond.
1: I, I always think it's fascinating. I, I it's only my second one, but I uh, even last year just taken back at how f- forward how forward thinking it is and uh, how far how they're so far ahead of where the uh, trends are and Big picture, what does it say about the Jets as this
0: organization that a future Hall of Fame quarterback, a four time NFL MVP, says not only does he want to play in two thousand twenty three, but he wants to
1: play for the Jets. You know, they wanna be here. You know, just the conversations that we've been having with guys, it's um I think people recognize it from the outside and uh what what the the guys in that locker room have been able to accomplish over the last two years and the growth that we've had and uh, so there's a lot of excitement around the organization again. There, it doesn't mean anything because we still got to get to work and we still got to attack our moments. But uh, but to, to change the narrative from same old Jets and and being used as a, a talking piece or a leverage piece to get more money from somebody else that guys are coming here taking a little bit less. And it's uh, just to be here. And uh, I, I think that's cool. But uh, again, it, none of it means anything. Uh, we got to win football games.
0: Have you had a chance to reflect on how much progress this team has made since you were hired two years ago?
1: Maybe for a second, you know, but you know, you're, this league is year to year. Um, as much progress as we've made, and, and I get it, the wins haven't uh, haven't been what we wanted. But I, I, I do think that you know anyone who's watching our tape can see that the wins are about to come. And but. At the same time, everything can flip back to what it was two years ago uh, if, you're, if, you just, if you take your foot off the gas and become complacent. So. Can you talk about some of the changes here we've seen
0: in the spring in the wide receiver room? That stands out to me. You get McCall Hardman, Jr., a 4'3 burner, and then Alan Lazar, 6'5", 227 pounds. And no receiver who's lined up for the Jets since 1970 has been taller than 6'5".
1: No kidding. A
0: couple guys equaled that height, like Brandon Marshall.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, with Corey and Lazard, two guys that are just big, strong, physical, really good in the red zone. Um, Obviously, we know about hopefully Mims takes another step. I think we are going to have a really, added guy like McColl, elite field vision with the ball. He's got ridiculous speed. Um, You know, there's things I know he wants to work on and things that we're going to commit to him to make sure that he gets better at those things. But uh, uh, really excited. Whenever you add, it's so easy to get and uh, you add that to your roster, who it's just easy to get the football in their hands and they're able to create on their own. It's, it makes coaching easy, and uh, it makes everybody's job easy. So just really excited about getting him. His mindset, his mental makeup is pretty cool, and uh, uh, we definitely are excited about him. Not only was Rodgers
0: glowing in his praise for Nathaniel Hackett but Alan Lazard said he was the best teacher he's ever had whether that was in football or in the classroom what can you say about Hackett's connectivity to the players and how important of a hire he was for you
1: it, you know we I you know I was I during the interview process I, I think I've said this I, I interviewed over 20 guys and um, it was just so clear to me that he was by far the best candidate that we that was available in my eyes now obviously that doesn't mean that the, the rest of them weren't any good. There's a lot of really, really good football coaches. But for us and what we're trying to accomplish and the things that I believe in with regards to connecting with players and, and making sure that you do everything you can to help them feel like they can walk on water, just the teaching, the uh, minimalistic approach in terms of just less is more to allow those players to be, ath- to allow the athletes to be athletes. And I mean, you look at our staff, you know, and, and the things that he's doing, how innovative he is with regards to changing our presentations and changing the way the players uh absorb information and and have you know suggesting that we hire a gentleman uh you guys will see it on our on our website it's a uh, instructional designer you know yeah, yeah. so there's there uh, john vieira but um so he's um, he's fantastic he's uh he's a forward thinker and uh uh we're very fortunate to have him. Where get get a couple oh, rounds of golf off, a uh, right had Dwayne Dwayne a good one Brown on saturday it
0: out last year playing with essentially one arm max mitchell did some good things his rookie year he's on the men and makai becton looks fantastic in all those workout videos he's been posting
1: still got to work on but um you know you look at i I see Dwayne every day and it's i i I made mention i feel like i need to ask him what he drinks uh what type of water he drinks he's he's, uh he's he's incredible he's incredible uh how far along he is in his rehab uh it's it's amazing to me and um Makai looks fantastic. Uh, excited for him to attack this, uh, the, continue attacking the offseason the way he has. Um, I mean, he's i am just seeing the pictures. I haven't seen him in the building, but I have seen pictures, and you know, you get the reports on where he is mentally. I'm excited for him as a person before anything else. Uh, Max Mitchell will be will be just fine. He's going to continue to grow, and uh, Ver Tucker looks fantastic. And so, yeah, there's there's still stuff along the offensive line that we've got to address, and. Uh, Again, there's still free agency, and there's still the draft, but uh, these are all things we're studying. Defensively,
0: how huge was it for you guys getting that Quincy Williams deal done before free agency actually started? Because you talked about the importance of basically running it back on that side of the ball.
1: Last year, I thought he had a good year. Um, I think he can be a heck of a lot better. Um, his kind of length, speed, and violence I think he's top five in the, those three, you know, with regards to speed as a linebacker and his and the way he hits. I mean, it's like a, a freight train when he hits people. Um, and so there's stuff he has to improve on, but he erases a lot of issues because he's got so much speed and length and violence to his game, and uh, so we're excited to get him back, excited to continue to work with him, it's excited to get him to hone in on his skills, and uh, uh, he's only going to get better. How about him and Mosley?
0: The only... Linebacker pair in the National Football League to each record 100 tackles the past two seasons. Third Jets linebacker pair to do that since 2000. So those guys keeping those guys intact is very nice
1: for you. Oh, absolutely, CJ. I mean, I I, I can't speak enough about him. Uh, you know, to to get back to the Pro Bowl, and I've said it before, he did it differently because he didn't win the fan vote. You know, and uh, it was he got to the Pro Bowl. And it was a starter at the Pro Bowl because of his peers, uh, which is the the ultimate accolade in my mind. When you draw up middle linebacker, and you think of guys like him and Fred, you know Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, and all the great ones that we have had, Paul Posluszny, he fits right in that mold. Uh, it's an unbelievable locker room character. Loves football. Works his tail off. Um, the ultimate teammate, and uh just we're very fortunate to have him.
0: Is Chuck Clark going to be an ultimate teammate? I mean, oh. you're talking about a guy who never comes off the field. He wasn't happy last year because they drafted Kyle Hamilton, signed Marcus Williams at free agency. He requested and, and, and a trade. He,
1: and it, he still won the job.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it put his head down, never came off the field, defensive signal caller, and also 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year, so he's going to go out and help in the community. Yeah,
1: running. no, he's, uh, again, the it goes back, you know, people talk about culture, and they throw this word culture 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 well what's culture culture is the culture is about the people you bring in and uh, you know Joe and his staff, and along with communicating with the coaching staff we've we've brought in a really, really cool group of guys in that locker room, and we'll continue to do so all right let's end here um, two years ago, you come in, and you and
0: Joe knew of each other, but really didn't know. Each other, but but now you guys have been in the bunker together for a while, and everybody on the outside, I think, is seeing this thing being constructed. That's why there's so many people at your table nowadays. Um, how much have you enjoyed working with him,
1: and how much are you excited for what's ahead? um I love Jody because he, you know, one of the hardest things to to do in this league is to operate in humility, and um, because you 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 know this this profession, especially when there's success, there's this disease of me factor that jumps in, where a lot of people are just they you go you you can go off the deep end um, with a mindset of wanting credit and all that stuff. And and Joe just does a great job of orchestrating the 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 way we all communicate. And uh, you know you look at his staff with uh, Rex and Nej and uh, Sosi and all the all the guys that he has on his staff. We're all we're all in unison. We we disagree a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we agree on everything, but uh, but I think those open and honest discussions where we can disagree without um, without getting pissed at one another, um, I think it's healthy, and uh, and I think it's why we've been able to, to have so much success over the last two years with bringing in the right guys.
0: Uh, great seeing you again, and thank you so much for Always. your time. And you oh, gave yeah. a little nugget out there that after the Hall of Fame game this year that perhaps you'd be... Uh, working with another team again. Yeah, you ho- hopefully. You know, I, I do.
1: I think you, you can get a lot out of them, especially, you know, if you're trying to save your guys from having to play in the uh, preseason game, uh, the next best thing is to have those open practices. They're, they're a little bit more physical, and I get that part, but um, but that's part of training camp, too. You've got to callous. But if we can callous in a way where we don't subject ourselves to injury, I think it's healthy. That's why I think those uh, uh, scrimmage or inter-squad practices are so beneficial. Thanks, Robert.
0: Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. Winbet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas entering their third offseason together. This is one of the most intriguing rosters in football on the defensive side of the ball the Jets were top five in several categories last year you got a great cornerback duo in DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner the defensive rookie of the year you have a Pro Bowl linebacker with CJ Mosley on the inside and then in front of him up a level team MVP Quinton Williams 12 sacks last season on offense the Jets have the reigning Offensive rookie of the year, and Garrett Wilson, more than 1,100 yards receiving in year one. Brees Hall was a home run hitter in his rookie campaign. And then along that offensive line, one of the most versatile talents from a lineman's perspective, Elijah Vera Tucker. He can do everything up front. The Jets might be adding the missing link, though a veteran quarterback that was on this team's mind as they entered the offseason and they had their sights set on four-time NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers, a guy who was a two-time NFL MVP when current Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett was with him in Green Bay in 2020 and 2021. We're going to start there with Joe Douglas on the current negotiations with the Green Bay Packers. Here with Jets GM Joe Douglas at the NFL League Meetings in Arizona, in beautiful Arizona. How would you characterize your search for that veteran quarterback, and your
2: conversation so far with the Green Bay Packers? Well, yeah, I mean it's an exciting time. Exciting to have um, good players that want to be Jets. So um, that that's that's a, a great thing and a real tribute to Coach Shaw and his staff and and the Johnson family for their support. So um, that's a good thing in terms of. You know where we are. Um, you know, I feel like there's been productive conversation, but we're not where we need to be. But um, you know, still confidence that this is gonna this process is gonna play out in a positive way. Do you have any timetable internally in place? No, no timetable. You know, we're uh, you know, we feel um, we feel good about uh, our process, where we are, and we're just gonna let that play out. Joe,
0: it was said during the AFC coaches breakfast today that. Lamar Jackson tweeted that he wants to be traded from the Ravens. Would you ever pivot in this situation in terms of starting to negotiate maybe with
2: Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Lamar is a fantastic player, a former MVP. um, And, you know, it's played some of the the highest highs of professional football. Um, But I think where we are, um, it it would be operating in bad faith to really go down that path. with uh with Lamar in his in his representation and so we're um you know we're 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 on our path we have our plan and we're going to let it play out can you talk
0: about how far you guys have come you and Robert and this team and this organization in the last couple of years to where now you guys
2: are being talked about as one of the top destinations in the league well look I'd, I'd say it's probably similar to to where we are with Green Bay we're not exactly where we need to be the the end of the season put a Uh, bad taste in everybody's mouth and it's going to lead a lot of motivation moving forward but uh, with the staff he's put in place with his energy uh, his leadership um, I feel like the the organization is in a good place and I feel like there's going to be a lot of hungry players um, coming back and, and ready to ready to prove that how we finished is is not going to be how we start next year
0: can you talk about some of the changes in the wide receiver room you guys sign alan lazard in free agency and then McCole hardman jr of course and then you make the deal with the cleveland browns acquiring a second round pick that sends elijah moore to cleveland and a third-round pick
2: yeah you know i think you know uh, us bringing in alan lazard um just a big body physical presence uh great athlete um tremendous person uh, character teammate uh, excellent catch radius can can make the tough contested catches can really be a physical presence in that wide receiver room and also adds a big play element and then uh, when you speak about big play elements you got to talk about Nicole. Um, you know he's a, he's a dynamic playmaker explosive playmaker get the ball in his hands and good things happen in a variety of different ways and a guy that can run by defenses and so um you know added some some dynamic playmakers to this to this uh, wide receiver core and in terms of elijah trade um that was a that was a tough decision to, to let a, a good young player uh to trade a good young player but ultimately felt this was the right move for our team um, gave us the value we needed and then uh, a good opportunity for elijah as well in cleveland
0: can you talk about the team's potential interest in
2: odell beckham yeah there's been uh, some initial conversations with his agency sandu Uh, Obviously, Odell's a dynamic weapon as well, and uh, brings a lot to the wide receiver room. So uh, we'll see how that plays out.
0: How about the offensive line? You address depth here. What can you say about Wes Schweitzer? 34 games with the Commanders, 24 starts, and then you bring Tristan Colon up from Baltimore.
2: Yeah, you know uh, Wes and Tristan. You know one of the one of the things that a couple of things that they're going to add. They they play with the the mentality, toughness, grit. Um, that you're looking for from that position, and you know when you talk about their their tenacity as players, their versatility as players that can that can align at guard or center, that 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 adds value to the other line.
0: I want to ask you quickly about the defensive side of the ball. How key was it for you getting that deal done with Quincy Williams, keeping him off the market, and how about acquiring a veteran safety
2: like Chuck Clark? Yeah, I mean, bringing Quincy back is just outstanding because. To see his growth in our linebacker room over the last two years, and we know we talk about explosive, dynamic offensive weapons. I think we know what kind of explosive and dynamic uh, defensive player that Quincy is with with his with his uh, with his hits, and you know it can change the momentum gains with the way that he strikes people. So, bringing him back and a great teammate and, and great leader that he is. And then adding Chuck Clark, you know, who's uh, another Walter Payton of the year. Walter Payton May of the Year candidate for Baltimore. And, you know, we know what kind of person and leader he is and what he's going to add to the culture of our locker room. Uh, and another guy that's just that just adds the, the physical nature that we're looking for on defense.
0: I appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it.